Hi, I'm Sam. I'm Jared. And we're the Sci-Fi Scholars. This is our Captain Marvel review. No, Marvel, not Marvel. No, it's Captain Marvel. No, it's Marvel. No, Marvel was the, the name of the chick. Yeah, she was a captain. Yeah, but they changed it to Marvel <laughs> at the end, remember? Nick Fury was like, Marvel's way cooler. Well, is it? I don't know. A little know. bit egotistical. Okay, the thing that I thought was really, really cool, which is meta, was the intro where they changed the normal Marvel thing with all the superheroes on their logo to just being all the Stan Lees. Yeah, like there wasn't. Ju- there was more than that, but yeah. Well, you know, but like it was a lot of basically every single one of his yep. scenes was in that. And then it was a little bit cringy that everyone clapped. Well, not oh, everyone, but a that, lot of people in the cinema clapped. So that that probably makes that's probably why I don't really like that. <laughs> yeah, I liked it, and then everyone clapped in my like, oh. Yeah, that, I think that's what my feeling was for it too. I was like, I I just was like, I was nonchalant about it. I was like, yeah, fair enough. It's you know, paying homage, 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 whatever the word is, which was good. But then I was just like all the clapping and I was like yeah it, it went from like a nice moment to like fan service moment which it cheap, felt, cheapened it it felt yeah it felt a bit cheap and maybe it was just our cinema but uh also for how long it went like I did I just kind yeah, of yeah it was extended I'm pretty sure it did seem a bit well, it, it, it fe- wasn't extended it felt longer it, it wasn't that's actually how long the other one is it's really long. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah, fair enough. And but, then at the very end of the movie, there was clapping again. I'm like, oh, come on, guys. It's not live theatre. Live theatre? Yes, clap. 100% behind clapping. Like, live shows at, in general, clapping. Yes. Unless it's a mime and he's still going. Don't, don't clap over a mime. That's rude. <laughs> but... No, I don't really... Or it maybe... Was, it maybe, was in the mid-credits scene they clapped. Yeah, or maybe if, like, you're at the premiere where the actual... Production people are, people are doing it, are there, yeah. but they don't record random cinemas and like send it in of people. Like, it didn't, like, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. If you enjoy a movie, like, send feedback to the people who created it, it don't it, just clap in general. It's, it was a bit, it, particularly in the session we were in, it was very cringy when it happened both times. It felt very like someone was just like, Yeah, we're gonna try. like just a small group was like trying to force something to happen and be. Trailblazers for being thankful for Stanley and then being excited for Captain Marvel to show up in the post credit scene. Yeah. So Yeah. So both of those things that we've had wrong with the thing are more like audience participation for <laughs> no good reason, as opposed to actually part of the movie. Yeah. So we should probably actually talk about the movie itself. Well, it's a good that the problems we had weren't that like the biggest problems we've mentioned weren't really. Yeah, I actually didn't have really any major problems with the movie. The only thing that I had was, was obviously, for me, just the one kind of continuity thing that kind of stuck out, which is not even that big a deal, which may have been explained in like one of the TV shows or even is in the universe somewhere. I just didn't hear it. Was they mentioned and called themselves Shield? Um, when Coulson first shows up in Iron Man talking to Pepper Potts, he specifically calls them by their full name. And then says they're working on it because she says that's a mouthful, and then kind of reveals that the, they're calling themselves Shield at the end of the movie. But that was Coulson, not Fury. No, what? But you get where I'm going with that, right? Yeah, but and had yeah. he was talking to other, like going showing his badge as a Shield agent to people, 
and calling it shield as if people already knew what that was and they were not necessarily so, so, think the, was, so the in joke is Colson was fucking with pepper pots let's or, go with that or that's real life people forgot what they've done in the past that's that's i mean i can I can. I, it just bothered me a little bit. But at the same time, the number of times he did it, it would have been massively problematic if he said it out the entire way, the whole time, the whole way through. Oh, yeah. Like I said, it's just a small thing. Yeah. The other small thing was Colson again was his de-aging looked crap. Yeah. Whereas Samuel Jackson's, that was flawless. That was the best de-aging I've ever seen on any actor. That's just because he just... It's Samuel and Jackson somehow. Yeah. They just yeah, like, like that make was, it better for him. That was, Well, it was really well done. No, but I mean like even like the Ant-Man one with uh, what's the old guy's name in Ant-Man, the one that's playing Hank Pym. Yeah. Yeah, that actor. Anyway, his de-aging looked terrible. Um, maybe it's because he's black. Maybe when they de-age white people it looks shit. But it's, when you de-age black people it just looks better for some weird reason. Well, like I, they could be... Because every other de-aging I've seen has been of a white dude and they all suck. Well, apparently Benjamin Button did it quite well. He, I he legitimately, it. He legitimately looked younger. But that, that's a gimmick it. anyway. It's an entirely different... I didn't watch it anyway. <laughs> I haven't watched it either. Anyway, that's my it's a little, little crap. Obviously some of the CGI looked pretty damn fake as well, but that's just a given in these type of movies nowadays. Overall, though, I was very impressed with most of the visuals majority of the way through. And the flurgle was hilarious. For... Flurgle. Yeah. yeah, I think it's Flurgle. Flurgle. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really fun. Yeah, I thought that was great. I did also find it funny that that's the way, reason that uh, Fury lost his eye. Yes. So that was, in a way, a bit of a, like a bullshit continuity thing. Oh, yeah. But it also... It messes with hilarious. continuity, but it's funny enough that I don't care. Yeah. And th- the joke at the end where he gives him all the eyeballs, like, these came for you. And it, it, but the thing is, though, what they say about him losing his eye... And what is kind of alluded to what they, I think, to what they've already established, how he lost his eye. And he did, like, because he says, the last time I trusted anyone, I lost my eye. And he did technically trust the flugel. Yeah. And then he lost his eye. And then since then he hasn't really trusted anyone. True. Plus, I think, I think I'm pretty he's sure saying. he's given more than one reason as to what. what I th- like, possibly. You know, the typical. There was like, a whole, like, yeah. tie-in comic or something apparently, but whatever. All right, fair enough. Either way, these are just small continuity areas that, you know what, I don't really care. And it also explains how the Tesseract ended up on Earth on Earth. Like it may have yeah. been on Earth and she found it on Earth and then like, or she may have brought it to Earth. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. But it explains how it was completely on Earth under human control and how Earth and S.H.I.E.L.D. would have known that it is kind of an important thing. Yeah. My brain just went blank. I really had something I was going to say then, and then okay. it was like, bleh. Fair enough. That's what normally happens. You guys love hearing me talk about this, don't you? About your brain going blur. Yeah. When we're here to talk about Captain Marvel. Sorry, Marvel. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that the, the correction, and then obviously how they just called her first because she had half of her yeah. dog tag. Oh, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, but. If you're going to fake an entire life for someone, why not give them a, uh, like a, a, an actual name? <laughs> hey, they're but, not that creative. Well, they must have known about, enough about Earth to understand what a dog tag was and it contains a name. You would have thought so. Because obviously, and, but then they just read half of it and didn't bother looking up who she was or... Well, they probably didn't want to give her a real name because she didn't, they didn't want her to actually remember. 
Yeah. Which they could have yeah, given, then they could have given her a completely fake name. So it could have gone both ways. Yeah, it could have gone both ways. I actually really liked Jude Law in this movie too. He's an enjoyable character. I thought he was done really well. The thing I really liked was uh, the opening fight scene between him and uh, Brie Larson, obviously as Carol Danvers, well, as Verb then. Yeah. I thought that fight scene was done really, really well. Like it was done in a way that showed that she was capable and made her strong but didn't give you a bullshit reason for the the woman beating the man when they're both meant to be like, you know, he's her superior in both hand-to-hand combat and as a, you know, military leader. Yeah. Because I was worried that they were going to do that, but they didn't and I was actually really, really... Like, if I felt like she was a really strong character from that opening scene, but I also didn't feel like I was being bullshitted, if you know what I mean. And it was also very well shot and very well, you know, choreographed, which really pissed me off later when she's fighting all the skulls on... Skrulls, sorry, on her... On the planet... Uh, on the planet, on their ship before she all escapes. The on all the no, no, the Skrulls when she's yeah. got the, the stuff on her ship... Uh, yeah. On her hands, on her hands yeah. before she takes them off. Or gets them off. Blast them off. Yeah. That scene had, I, th- I felt like had some really good choreogra- choreography, but I couldn't see it. Yep. Because it felt like it was directed and edited by someone completely different, which it made very well made of because it actually had two directors and two di- editors. I'm assuming, though, that the two directors were there for most of the set. And the editors were just an extra editor, like maybe someone did the first pass and someone did the second pass. But it felt like a different scene from a different movie because the camera was moving so much more. It was yeah. like very shaky, very quick cut, like, you know, panning and cuts, like really quick cuts. Whereas, you know, the first fight scene, yes, technically it was between colleagues, not enemies. So they're probably trying to get a bit more franticness to it but and raise the stakes, but all of a sudden it went from having clear-cutness to I can't even tell what the fuck is going on right now. And the other issue is, so obviously this movie's come out, like, in in the Marvel timeline, it's set before Endgame. Well, well and truly. And also before, like, Infinity War. Well and truly. Yeah. We're talking, like, 20 years before. And Captain Marvel shows up in a scene at the end of in Infinity the, in War. In the yeah, post credits, which is obviously after, like in this movie, which is after Infinity War. Yeah, so they've tried to increase the stakes. Whether is she going to survive? Number one, it's her origin story movie, and number two, like, so she kind of has to get. You, you can't kill her off halfway through her own origin story movie, which would be hilarious if they did for someone. Like, I get where they they still want stakes in the movie, yeah. but I never felt like they were trying to bullshit me into thinking they were she was actually going to die. Yeah. It just was whether, like, she was going to get rescued or she's going to get recaptured or she's going to escape by herself. Yeah, it was those sorts of things that they were putting the stakes into, which I think was a smart move because everybody knew that she was going to be in Avengers 4 or Avengers Endgame, as it's now known. Uh, So for me it was like, well, yeah, they've actually kind of gone, yeah, well, we know, and then... But, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing to because often, like, to, to be able to balance making it feel like there's stakes but not try and make it feel like it's end of the world stakes when you know the world survives kind yeah. of. Yeah, like, I thought they did a very good That's a complicated that. thing to balance because you need people to buy into the emotion enough at the moment Yes, and then it'd be able to subside and be like, not be like, oh, they faked it or I feel ripped off. I actually think they did that very well in this movie. Yeah, and I also liked 
so obviously when the scroll going through her head, they showed a whole bunch of the scenes where as a girl and growing up she failed at things, which was interesting. And then later they brought back those same scenes but they showed the second half of the scene which... When she was taken on the AI of the Kree. Which is often what people claim is an innate human thing, like it doesn't matter how how many times you fail, like humanity will always rise and fight again, which is also part of the Marvel... Cinema, like cinematic universe's yep. argument as to what humanity, like the innate qualities of humanity, is it doesn't matter how screwed humans are, they will just keep fighting. Which, yeah, it was very cheesy, but I didn't mind it. Um, the thing that it kind of unlocked though is holy crap, is she one powerful? Like, she's stronger than Thor and the Hulk probably combined. Yeah, like that's how f- powerful she was, and then so they kind of went with this. Once she became unlocked herself uh, and did the fight scene, they went into like and just put a random song over it. Not a random song. The song made sense. I can't remember what it was. But yeah. it was kind of like there was no stakes in that scene after that. Yeah. I, I get that. That was the one moment where I kind of feel like. Well, she could have accidentally blown up the ship and killed everyone on board instantaneously. True. But it's also kind of what worked is in a weird sort of way. It's one of those things where I'm like. She's I'm not set- sure which way I would have preferred, but the idea was, you know, it was pretty clear she was going to win that fight. She seemed to be messing with the crew, like, but she, then she didn't. Well, like- she didn't know her full power, like, or yeah. how to do her powers. But then, um, but then they went from that song, which is a jovial, like, well, not jovial, but like a upbeat song that was very Guardians of the Galaxy esque, like. Yeah. And there's so there's like it's just a fun watch her beat her people up sort of scene, which was fun. But then they kind of then dropped back into dramatic music as soon as uh, whatever his face name, the commander, I forget, Jude Law's characters. I can't remember his name. Though. Yeah, anyway, Jude Law's character's character got up off the ground. Then that went into like a dramatic like, oh, they're having a showdown um, section, which was kind of like, okay, they, I'm like, make up your mind, are you? Wanting to have stakes or not here. So that was just a one kind of like jarring moment, but either side of that, it was actually good either way. It was just kind of like it just, they didn't, yeah. Yeah. And then it was interesting. So obviously after that, they got the jump ship off of the Cree cruiser and, oh, what's her name? The best friend. Yep. Was flying it. Yep. She didn't get shot down by the Cree um, fighters, whereas Carol did. So therefore Carol was the second best pilot. (laughs) <laughs> well, because yeah. the ship that the ship that um, Carol was flying looked a hell of a lot faster and fancier than the jump ship that the f- best friend was flying. Yes. So, is she the better pilot? I would argue that she is the better pilot, just on this evidence. Unless, but she being was told going to be taken out, and then Carol came along and took out Jude Law's character. Yes, but she still managed to take down one fighter by herself. That was pretty cool, though. I like that scene. So, so it's, a, it's also a possibility that being it's aware... It's pretty though because that character that died, which is the sniper chick, I kind of liked her from the Kree. Yeah, and the whole thing, like, you knew the whole time yeah. and I just didn't like you. It's like, that why we know you. I was like, no, <laughs> I, just like I just didn't like you. <laughs> I did like the way that they did the humour in this. Yes. A lot of the times I haven't been a big fan of the way the MCU does humour. It feels real forced and doesn't always... I don't... I'm like, I get why it... It's funny or, 
you know, why people are laughing, but I'm like, eh, that, which happened a lot in this movie anyway. But I did really like the way that Captain Marvel. I think part of it was obviously Guardians of the Galaxy, in my opinion, had a lot more enjoyable humor as well. And I think it's part of the difference between like the Australian kind of esque humor and a more American Hmm. humor. Maybe that's what it is. But I I was laughing when nobody else was. We, I chuckled a p- bunch of random times. Like. Yeah, I think I was chuckling at the same time as those ones. But there was also a few others where I was just like, okay, nobody else is laughing. But I don't know, like her little one-liners, her little, you know, yeah. quips, I thought would actually done really, really well. Um, yeah. I really liked Ben Mendelsohn's character. He was the main scroll dude. Yep. I actually really enjoyed his character. I thought it was really well done. I just needed to mention that. And it also plays on, I guess, the the human idea that a noble warrior race would be the good guys and sneaky, spy, changey people would be the bad guys. Well, the Skrulls are bad guys in the comics as well. Yeah, but... But then this, they're not portrayed as bad... Well, they're portrayed as bad guys to start with, but at the end, they're not. They're just refugees. Yeah. They might still become villains, who knows? Or they might have been... Villains for some reason in the past, but like they, because this portray because yeah. their version of the story is we just said we don't want to be ruled by the Kree and they got annoyed by the blow the crap yeah. out of us, which even if that is kind of what happened, like they still could have committed like terrorist crimes. It's just they definitely did, and he even admitted yeah. that he even said I've got blood on my hands and done things that I'm not proud of. Basically, yeah. So whether or not they're good guys or bad guys in Carol Danvers' story, they're good guys. Yes. From her experience. But So far. Yeah. We don't also, also don't know what's going to happen. But I'm really hoping in Avengers Endgame they really they can't, like, at least the, even if it's just a throwaway line, kind of explain why she has not been heard from for 20 years. And she, she was busy finding her new home. And she looks exactly the same. But we'll chalk that up to the bells. Well, yes, or the whole idea of time dilation. Maybe she time travelled. Time dilation for speed or something. Could we? Maybe she time travelled. Maybe she. That's the reason why she's not. She went through a wormhole mm. in the Farscape universe, <laughs> <laughs> or some other alternate place, a different mm. galaxy. Be also interesting to see if half of the uh, people who were wherever she was disappeared as well. Yes, I did. I did like that. Uh, post credit scene actually it's one of the better ones I reckon I did like how that how they did that I thought it was well well and, done and the whole lot I also think it's hilarious how Fury doesn't trust anyone but everyone just implicitly trusts Fury like <laughs> how do we know Fury's safe because he trusts no one so we're going to trust him uh, it doesn't quite make like we trust him completely because we know that he doesn't trust anyone it's like doesn't quite make sense. Well, in this movie, yeah. he's trusting. Yeah, to a point. Yeah. But Coulson already like, fully trusts him and... Yeah, but he's his superior as well. Yeah, but he's also told him... Like, Coulson has already been told by someone who outranks Fury, like, arrest him on sight. Yes, that's true. So... But he went with his gut in that scene, remember? <laughs> yes. Which is why Fury likes Coulson. Exactly. And then, yeah, so it's interesting how it goes back and forth a little bit, but I thought Fury's character was true to the rest of 
pretty much what we've seen a few years. Yeah, he's a little bit more jokey and a little bit more upbeat, but that's because he's also 20 years younger. And a more junior person who hasn't seen as much ridiculous stuff. Yeah, I, I I really liked him as well. But, yeah, overall I quite enjoyed the movie, even if I didn't love it. Like it wasn't – there's nothing really that stands out to be like this is a bad movie. But I didn't like walk out going, yeah, I loved that. Yeah, I get that. But it's one of those weird things where I'm like – the more I've thought about it, the more I've gone, I did enjoy it, but I didn't love it. Why didn't I love it? And I can't put my finger on why I didn't love it. No idea why you didn't love it. No, I know, but yeah, it still still rates it probably in the higher echelon of Marvel movies for me. Top fifty or so. In definitely in the top fifty. <laughs> Might even break the top ten. Wait, how many is there in total? It's probably like twenty or something now. Well, in the MCU, there's eighteen. Okay. No, yeah, twenty years, eighteen movies. I think it is, or twenty movies, eighteen years, ten years. Ten, no, it's ten years, not ten. Yeah, ten years, eighteen movies. Fair enough. This is nineteen, and then in a I'm pretty month, certain Endgame is meant to be, be 20, twenty, the twentieth. That's cool. Yeah, so for me, it probably yeah, it breaks the top ten yep. out of the MCU. But then, like for example, the first Iron Man is the best Iron Man because partly it's a whole new thing, whereas the second one seemed a little bit derivative. Yeah. Anyway, but Captain America: The Winter Soldier is the best Marvel movie, in my opinion. Fair call. By far margin, too. By a far margin. Yeah, by a far margin. Far right or far left? Both. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> An all-encompassing margin. Yes. It's a uh, sphere. What? It's not a margin. <laughs> anyway, now we're just being ridiculous and breaking the rules of our own universe. Yes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.